Sisters but not by birth Family but not by DNA Dave and Adam are two of a kind And they wanna borrow some of your day To talk into your ear holes About midi-chlorians and roller coasters Those two things are unrelated But so are they They're unrelated at birth Like most people who aren't related Unrelated at birth but they're brothers in a brotherly way Now it's time for the phenomenal brother And the golden voice of the South They're brothers from different mothers But they're both really proud To be unrelated at birth Hey Adam Hi Dave Two Last week we recorded with Shelby And we did Shelby didn't know what Stan meant. She had to ask one of her friends what mm-hmm. Stan meant. Yep. I just solved it. Hit us with it. I'm, I'm going to hit you with it once I pull it up. So we, we, we discovered through a Google search that it's a combination of the, the word stalker and fan. Right. And, and please make the, sure the reference you're about to share with us is family-friendly, Dave. I'm going to find the edited version. So, if you combine those two. What's the most... When you think of Stan... I think of South Park. But you brought up a different Stan. And this is from our era. Why didn't we think of this? I I really haven't heard this song much. So, okay. It's a song about a stalker and a fan... What's his name? Stan. Oh, mystery solved. Okay, all right. There you go. Okay. So you solved it. Mystery solved. Now everyone in the sound of our voice has learned useless trivia today. Golden Voice of the South, Dave That's Adams, yep. the human jukebox. <laughs> All the way from the top. Of it the did stack. stick. It stuck, but uh, the other nickname is still here. I am the Golden Voice of the South, which, by the way, yeah, funny story. So I, I tweet into my our local sports talk show a lot, and and they they call me. They realize that my name is D Adams, but you know my Twitter handle is Adams. Adams. They call me Adams. Yeah. But so my I have on there the Golden Voice of the Southeast. They called me the Golden Voice of the Southeast on the show. Did they really? Oh, yes. that makes it official. Now someone actually in mass market media has called you that. Right. So I love it. I am the Golden Voice of the Southeast. You, on the other hand, are the phenomenal brother. Unofficially, because I haven't had anybody in mass market media call me that. Technically, I have been in mass market media before. Oh, okay. So someone who used to be in mass market media has called me that. And I'm, I'm calling you the phenomenal brother. You're, Thank you're Adam you. Russell. That's me. Thank you. All the way from the House of Mouse, St. Cloud. And I have my podcast juice. Fantastic. Very, very apropos, I'm drinking Russell's Blend. Oh, very nice. So good. <laughs> Once it hits your lips, man, just Once it, it crosses your palate. Oh yes. So speaking of palate, okay. we have to do our unofficial 
Magic Candle Company scent of the week. Dave's scent not, of the week. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor yet. yet. Okay. Magic Candle Company, come on board, buddies. <laughs> buddies, come on. Buddies. Buddies, friends, pals. What, what is the scent of the week, pray tell? So last week we were talking, Mickey's not so scary. We were. Made me think of when you first walk into Magic Kingdom. You turn that corner mm. there under the, the, the railroad tracks. And the first store you look at right next to the, the hat shop. The confectionery. That, that great mm. sugary mm. confectionery. Mm. Today's scent of the week is the confectionery. Fantastic. I thought you were going to say sweaty tourists. The first thing that hits you when you get in the Magic Kingdom. No, that's but. Brazilian. <laughs> Dave. Oh. The confectionery. What, what notes are you picking up with that one? Sugar. Cotton candy. Cotton candy. Mm. That's so basically good. it then. Good. Yeah. So if you're listening to this episode, we are recording this a week in advance. If you're listening to this episode, I am just two days away from being at the... Dang it, not the House of Mouse. No. The House of... The House that Jurassic Park built? I don't know. No. The House that Steven Spielberg built. There you go. The House there of Steven Spielberg the House of Screen Rides. <laughs> yeah. That's so, funny. There you go. Yeah. I'll be in Orlando. We'll be hanging out. We'll be going to Halloween Horror Nights. Mm. And It's and so good. Is it? See, I'm, I'm jealous of you because you've been. Yes. And I haven't been. I have been. And, and I've, of course... I've watched videos because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Spoiler man. Oh, I am. I love spoilers. Yeah, you are. But the one thing that I am so looking forward to now is is I mean, mm. I, I've already watched the walkthrough of this house three times. <laughs> Come on, man. So you've watched the walkthrough. Are you a god? Dave. Are you a god? When so, someone asks you a god, you don't say no. <laughs> so so you couldn't save one? Have you watched all the walkthroughs? Uh so okay, how about this? No. Since since we can yes you have. Yes you have. I see that look on your face. But so, so, having walked that one, my first reaction after going okay. through it was that you have to have seen it to piece everything in your mind and put it in its proper place. I think, and, and I think it's showing in the wait times being lower for it than Stranger Things a little bit. And yes, that is an accurate statement. Let me ask you this though: I, I think what we're finding is that it's it's there for our generation, like a lot of things are these days. I'm looking at you, Funko Pops. They're there for our generation, but they're not really. It doesn't really resonate with the younger folks because Stranger Things is their thing. That's going to be their Ghostbusters. Thirty years from now, Stranger Things will come back as a pop culture revolution for the teenagers of today, like Ghostbusters was for us when we were kids. So let me ask you this. Yeah. First off, where is which soundstage is Ghostbusters in? Ghostbusters is where Stranger Things was. Mm, not the my queue, favorite place. The queue right in front of the the whole stage and everything. I was not a fan of where Stranger Things was last year. Really? Because it seemed like the soundstage was a little smaller. 
Yeah, it, I think you definitely feel feel the size. I think what you feel in size, though, they used it to their advantage because a lot of the effects and a lot of the jump scares are closer in. So I think it makes what wouldn't have been a scary house if they were further away. It actually gives you that element of surprise because you things know, are so tight. I was really hoping yeah, that they put Ghostbusters where Poltergeist was last year. Yeah. Because you that had to big walk entryway through, and all of that. Well, yeah. yeah, you had to walk through New York. Yeah, and go the, the very opening of the the movie, the opening of the house. Yeah, is the New York Public Library, and that's at the end of that street. Yeah, right. But then what used to be the Ghostbusters um, firehouse, right? Is exactly, right there too. which is now yeah. Jimmy Fallon. But yeah, yep. Still, I mean, yeah. that should be where it is. Yeah, they pulled it off really well, though. I think the thing that I like the most about it. Um, is the and I, and I said this a few times on the live videos. It's like the human interaction that they've got. Yeah. Like when you walk through Stranger Things last year, and you go into the Upside Down, or right before you go into the Upside Down, there was the sheriff that popped out, fired his gun, and just said "Go," and then he tucks back behind the corner. Right. There are, and you've seen the walkthrough. There are Ghostbusters in the scenes. Right. And and Janine is or, or Melnitz is out in the in the scene. Right. So and the they'll thing, actually look at you and interact with you. Yeah, the thing about Janine is that she doesn't have a script. No, she doesn't. But she's so using she, lines from the movie and incorporating right. it into what she's saying to you. You know, like yeah. she looked right at me and said she was doing this whole thing where she was on the phone and she was making up a conversation. That she hung up the phone, looked dead at me, and said, "I haven't been paid for overtime in two weeks," which is what she says at some point in the movie or something right. like that. But, but um, I think the human element of that scare zone and the other ones that that I went through, the I went house, through two other scare ones. Zone. Oh, sorry, houses that I went through, and even the scare zones. I don't know. And I have a, I have a feeling it was because it was media night. They were on, their and game. I think everybody was on their p's and q's and on their mm-hmm. game, especially in the scare zones because I was walking through with my iPhone on like a little tripod kind of thing. I right. think I think a, a lot of it had to do with that. Um, but um, I had a full blown conversation with one of the scare actors in in Zombieland about are you a zombie or not. And are you sure? And which way did you come from? I think it's only safe if you go that way. And like this whole whole thing. And yeah. I don't think that's anything you got a chance to do, especially in Killer Clowns, which wasn't my favorite scare zone last year. <laughs> well, last year, I think we called it at a, a shift change. Because yeah. you and I sat there. And, and but I we, went twice, and it was the same kind of thing. Yeah. But we sat there. You we know? even studied the smoke machine. Yeah. Like, oh, look, this is a smoke machine. It's a fog smoke machine. that It, it blows the bubbles, and the bubbles Yeah, it was a bubble fogger. Smoke. Right, yeah. and and we sat there for twenty minutes, probably looking yeah. at the smoke machine. We're dorks, yeah. we know. We are dorks, yes. But I mean, we could have walked up to one of the clowns and started interacting with him. I mean, Tiny with the boxing gloves and yeah. and all that stuff. But I guess I need to watch that movie before we go through the house. In a couple yeah, of well, days. it's it's on YouTube right now with ads. It's free. Well, but it's also on Amazon Prime for free as well. Without, oh, is it on Prime? Okay, ads. yeah, okay, it's on cool. Prime. So yeah. you can watch that, but I also need to watch us. Yeah, we. There, I have to catch up on that one too. I, I, I'm not as excited about that one. I don't know. I mean, I, I I've heard good things about it though. I've heard have people you? say that's one of their favorite houses. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that's surprising for me with the initial reaction is is everybody's coming down really hard on the scare zones. Yep, and nobody really nobody really seems jazzed about much. Like, I haven't seen, like, a positive, oh, my gosh, this was just the greatest thing ever, like I think people had with some of the stuff last year. I I thoroughly enjoyed, so I did Ghostbusters, I did Yeti, Terror of the Yukon. For some reason, I thought it was Appalachian Yeti. 
<laughs> I think I might have said that on one of the live videos. But then I, I did Yeti, that one, and Nightingale's Blood Pit. And yeah. Ghostbusters, sentimentally, was awesome. And it was true to the movie and great to walk through. And it would make you jump at times. It won't make me jump. But, but no, it will make you jump because you've watched it 86 times and you know exactly what to expect. And you're eight feet tall, like the Yeti, so you can see everything. And then you'll be saying, hey, guys, here comes the thing. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. <laughs> But, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed. I actually I got out of Nightingale's Blood Pit. I think I texted you. Yep. And I called Blair and I said I cannot wait to take you through this. And she said that that means it was really scary, doesn't it? And I said yeah. It, there were so many opportunities and ang- the way they worked the angles, the way the that lion. They, they pulled off that house. The oh my gosh, man! You throw a puppet like that at me in the middle of a, a house, and I literally stopped for a second and looked at it and literally said out loud, "That is so cool." In the middle of a friggin' haunted house. So so here's what I wish that I could do. And this yeah. is something that I wish that we can make it, quote-unquote, big enough. Scare zone, Tim Tracker, WDW yeah. couple level. That they would invite us to do one of these walkthroughs. Because mm-hmm. they do a walkthrough during the day with the lights on. Yeah. I'm going to this thing. Yeah, I, I'm okay about horror. Like I, I, the last couple of years, I've gotten into horror movies a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But the reason I really enjoy Halloween Horror Nights the last well last year and watching what I've seen this year is the the production value. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. you're walking through a movie set. You really are, and I think that's one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. I know that Logan and some other folks um, aren't really crazy about a lot of the new IP houses because they're like Ghostbusters where they're not truly scary. Well, it's not Logan's like Halloween Horror Nights are old. About- oh yeah, Ghostbusters isn't a good example for Logan and him not liking it because he totally he totally loves it, but mm-hmm. the, the tone of Halloween Horror Nights changing, I think it moves more into you're walking through movies now. Like it's, it doesn't have to be a horribly scary demonic thing anymore. It's right. the experience of walking through a movie. It's the same reason we had the escape game on the show a few weeks ago. An escape game, you are basically on an interactive movie set. Right. Working your way through a story. It's the same thing with Halloween Horror Nights. That's one of the reasons I like both of those things so much is you are in it. And in the middle of it, you're not watching it on a screen or with 3D glasses on or on you're a car strapped movie. down. You are actually literally physically having the same interaction, even if it's not exactly the same. You well, know? But and so still, that, that's what like, I love about it. It feels to me like... Okay, so I'll watch the Stranger Things house. <laughs> no spoilers, please. Well, I'm going to say this, and this might be a spoiler, but I'm sorry. No, listen. No, Adam, come on. You, I don't want to be spoiled on Stranger Things at all. I've got to... I'm sorry. They they go from... No, Adam. Go ahead. Say it. Up. Okay. Say it. They go from two to three, and there's no break. Yeah. Yeah, I have heard that, too. And I don't like that. Like, I wish that they would have done two, and then next year we get three. Because, and I think I've said this on this podcast. No, I might not have said this on this podcast. I said it on the Free on Your Birthday site. Stranger Things 2, season two, wasn't good to me. Hmm. It was a a stopgap between one and three. Wow. Okay. Two was okay, and it, it moved the story along. It gave Elle some, some human aspect. But in the house, you go from L closing up the, mm-hmm. the upside down to them fighting, uh, what's his name, in the, um, in the sauna. 
Okay, yeah, Billy. Billy, yeah, you go from from closing up the upside down to so it basically Billy jumps. It basically jumps to it skips over most of the story of three to almost the climactic parts right. towards the last few episodes. Yeah, exactly. Like a ta- like I tagged it onto the end. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like oh, wait, here's three. We gotta throw them all in here. Yeah, I I'm not okay yeah. with that. And, and then I heard of the news today that we might be ending Stranger Things at four. Yeah, yeah. I'm not okay with that either. I am. We, we've had that conversation before. I don't. I don't like things like Lost, where I felt like two. I really enjoyed three. I'll say that right now. I really enjoyed three, but I felt like when she closed the gate, three was like, "How can we extend this story? It's so popular and continue to make money. Let's have the Russians try to open it again because that's an '80s trope that we haven't used yet." And here right. comes some Russians and a dude who's like the Terminator. And the the guy who's a lifeguard at the pool, like, you know, all these movies from the 80s. I, I hope at four, I would love for them to close it off. Because I would rather, I don't like shows like Lost, where they go so long that the ending stinks because they dragged this thing on for too long that nothing makes sense anymore. How I don't mind remember? them. In, I would actually like if they ended it at four, and that's the story of 11. And maybe now you pick up the story of 26. But Ellen's the last else. one. Well, I don't, I'm just saying, like, not necessarily even within the same universe, but a story along the same lines. That's something that's now Stranger Things 5 is not the same story at all. It's a completely different story arc that's just as good. Because after, if you go 4 and then you go 5 and then you go 6, it's just going to drag on forever. I wish a lot of TV series would end after 3 or 4 seasons and just close off the storyline. See, I'm not okay with that. I, I like to, like, Big Did Bang you like Theory. the end of How I Met Your Mother? No, but exactly. If they would okay. have just have him meet her at the end of season five, they could have just ended it. And moved for on. every for every bad, I give you twelve seasons of the Big Bang Theory, and it was awesome. Every all twelve seasons, yeah. I give you Cheers. I give you yeah. Frasier. I give you you know I, I can go on. And Seinfeld on. was good until the last episode. Until last the last episode, episode right? They're all in jail. What the crap? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> They were finally held accountable for all the dumb stuff they did. I don't know. That well, was the excuse they gave. But I know. I anyway. Know. But anyway. So, so back to my point yeah. of walking through the movies. When I, you know, watching things like I do. Yeah. I wasn't totally excited about the Universal Monsters. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it's Frankenstein, Dracula, Bride of Frankenstein, Swamp Thing, Wolfman. There was one oh, that I was missing. I, and and oh, what, what was I the most excited about when, when when I texted you, I, Dave? I literally can't talk about this. I have angst over what you told me you were going to do. Mm-hmm. I have angst over it, Dave, because it's what, what so cheesy. What it's is it? So nerdy. It's fan of the opera. You can't help me make the music of the night. Close your eyes and I'll take you to... (laughs) You can sing it on here because, except for last episode with our pact, your singing on the show has become Mm -hmm. a trademark of our show. You are not singing Andrew Lloyd Webber songs in the Phantom of the Opera scene in the Haunted House. Else, Dave, you are walking through it with a party or two in between us. Oh, God. (laughs) I can't. It's so cheesy. It's so bad. Touch me. Stop it. Feel Stop it. Me. Anyway. <laughs> Come on, man. No. It's you not Andrew Lloyd Webber's the Phantom. Labyrinth. Yes. But not the Underneath labyrinth that the Gerard Butler house. is in. No, 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 no. No. Gerard what? Butler was a good one. 
Yeah, but it's okay. not his labyrinth. He's not Michael It's not Crawford. his movie. He is not Michael Crawford. He is not Michael Crawford, but it's not Michael Crawford's labyrinth either. Yes, it is. It is from the 30s. It is not... We are not singing. You aren't. Oh, man. <laughs> I've got to find a way to separate for that house. <laughs> Put Blair in between us. No, I'm putting like Blair and like 16 other people in between us. And when everybody comes out of the house, I'm like, who the heck was that guy singing the songs in there? I'm like, I have no idea who that was. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> From Wisconsin? <laughs> From Wisconsin. Minnesota. That Phantom of the Opera House, the only thing scary in there was the dude singing. Time oh, Heightens each sensation. Okay. Hey, okay. Here, here, here. You've okay. watched the house. You've seen the walkthrough. Oh, yeah. Does a chandelier fall on anybody? No. Then you can't sing the songs. Because it's not the show. Anyway, Dave, what other houses are you looking forward to? <laughs> like I said, I did three. I thought they were all good. Um, yeah. I would rank them. Go- I-, I always separate the IP from the originals, though. I never right, rank right. them together because you can't. You can't so, at all. And the only thing I can rank is having done two originals. I would say Nightingale's ranks above Yeti. Really? Yeti was good, but it was just kind of, it was like riding Matterhorn. It's the Yeti around a corner every so often kind of thing. Right. Whereas Nightingale's, I felt like, well, I don't know, because Yeti did have some human elements that were pretty good, too. But I, I would rank Nightingale's above Yeti so far. Wow. Okay, so that's the first one I've heard say that. I've seen two or three people say that Nightingale's was their least favorite house. Really? Yep. Wow. One of our mutual podcast Again, friends. I, I think that it's all about who you go with, though. Because when I went through Nightingale's, there was a party with, with girls in front and a party with girls behind. And when they scream, it is the funniest thing. And I enjoy it so much. I think I it has think, something to do with that. I think that's why you and I like Blumhouse so much last year. Oh, that was great. Because <laughs> we were with a group of girls that just screamed they lost their minds. bloody murder uh, the whole time. Yeah, it was good. So if we're talking about an IP house I'm looking forward to. Sure. Of course it's going to be it's it's going to be Ghostbusters. I, I am I'm probably going to go through Ghostbusters two or three times if I can. And I know you tell me that it's not the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> the Phantom oh of the gosh. Opera is here. Anyway, I, I know you're telling me it's not Phantom, but I am looking forward to Universal Monsters. Yeah. But then when we talk about non-IP shit houses, I'm actually looking forward to the Graveyard Games one. Yeah, I am too. I mean, just by what I've seen, that seems to me like that is this year's Carnival whatever mm-hmm. it was last year or the yep. the the slaughter cinema oh slaughter cinema was great oh mm-hmm. i absolutely love that house yeah it seems like that's going to be this year's kind of dark horse yeah that's uh, cool yeah house of yeah, I think, corpses i can kind of give or take yeah that's kind we'll of like Blumhouse house to me yeah we'll do it just because we're going to do all of them mm-hmm. uh, killer clowns i mean i'm going to laugh the whole time in there I oh think. yeah oh yeah I, how is that supposed to be scary? I think that's the point, though. It's like Ghostbusters. It's not supposed to be scary. It can't be. It's supposed only, to be reminiscent. There's Wow, we're sounding like those people now. There's only supposed to be one campy, and then the rest kind of, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but anytime you have killer clowns, that's your campy one. Yeah, I, mean, I know. You know. 
And in depths of fear, watching the walkthrough, it's not as scary as I thought it would be because the the monster kind of looks like you know those glowfish that had the the messed up teeth that had the little thing dangling. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. anglerfish. That they look like an anglerfish. Hmm. So is it anglerfish? Hang on. Anyway, we know what we're talking about. That's the that's the one that I'm not looking forward to the most. I mean, that's the 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 made up house, the non IP house that that yeah. just kind of I had yeah. high hopes for because I thought it was going to be underwater. I figured they were going to make somehow that you're underwater. Yeah, you you know what it reminded me of? What? What season? It was a Matt Smith Doctor Who when they oh yeah they were in that underwater. Yep. Yeah. yeah it yeah, reminds yeah. me of that. Oh, cool. Okay. I mean, I can get behind that. And they're, they're you know they're trying to to get out of this this thing yeah. before yeah something you know catches Does them. Does a thing. Or, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think you know like you were with um what was it last year Patient Zero. Right. Like you were with that one. That, I think Us is the one for me this year mm-hmm. that I'm I'm looking forward to it the least not because of the content because I think it's going to be pretty it. good content but I just. I don't know. Psychological things I think are scarier yep. than just someone jumping out at you every every turn. And I keep hearing people say, "How are they going to pull off that House of Mirrors scene?" And if they pull off something like that, you know that could really that could really hit you. But I mean, I, that's the one that I just don't know enough about to they don't. to feel comfortable. I mean, they don't. Okay, thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel better. <laughs> so I, I tell you the. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say. So I was expecting a, a fun house type room. Yeah. Yeah. No. That is the house I will jump in. See, I'm telling you, man. There I is can a room just tell in there. because of the story. There is a room in there where it's a. No, no, no spoilers. Okay. okay. I'm not a spoiler guy. Okay. Don't tell me. You but will pee your pants in that house. Blair I'm happy. Pee her pants. I'm in very that glad house. we're going twice though, because it's exactly the same thing that ended up happening last year is the first time you go through, you jump and you look and you laugh and all that kind of stuff. The second time you go through, you start to pay attention. Mm-hmm. The third time you go through, if you get a chance to do it more than once, you pay attention to everything. Right. Because you're, you're not just trying to get through not screaming or getting scared. I know you won't, but you're not, you're not going through just going through. You're going through like not worrying about anything around you because you know what's coming and you can see all the little stuff. And so that's what, that's what I'm, I'm glad we're going twice because um, it'll give us a, a different perspective. I think like it, like it, that you don't often get if you go once. I, I'll tell you what, what I'm the most surprised though by all the feedback that's coming out is how down people are on the scare zones. See, after seeing the scare zones, last year the scare zones seemed like a party to me. Vamp 85 was a party. The Chucky was a party. Like you sit there and laugh at Chucky. Nah, Chucky, the Chucky thing wasn't. Oh, I mean that was okay. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. one scare zone that I just thought was garbage last year was the one at the very beginning where it was just like, "Here is the house of Halloween." Oh yeah, here's yeah, what yeah. the set looks like. And they were here just people like in hay, like they were covered in hay or scarecrows right. and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what's yeah. more frightening to me than what that was? What? The stupid tree lady at the at the front of Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Yeah. That scares yeah. the pee out of me. <laughs> that's funny. <clears throat> that oh, that's was more funny. frightening to me than yeah. what that 
Well, I, you know, an arcade, I think, it is cool. The, the one this year where you go in, it fits the theme so well with the arcade machines and right. the neon masks and the kind of stuff. I think it's just cool more than it is scary, right? But when you go to, like, Vanity Ball, what I think, it's all in the details, right? It's all in, like, what you want to pay attention to and how much you want to get yourself into the story they're trying to tell with a scare zone. Right. Because when you walk through Vanity Ball, there are paid people walking around in hospital gowns that have pieces of their face missing. Like there was a dude that had makeup on that looked like he didn't have eyes. Is this but right? then so, so there's but, a character that doesn't have that has a physical defect at, that works at Universal. Mm-hmm. You and I saw that last year. She doesn't last have, year. Last year she didn't have an arm and she was supposed to be a broken ballerina. Like she seriously, she yeah, does not yeah, have an arm. Yeah, like that's her. But no, this is this is like I makeup. Wonder if she's in that. She might be. She might, but it's all about the face. Like, there's two groups. There's three groups actually. There's like these surgeon guys with these weird like neon masks walking around. Mm-hmm. Then there's patients in robe in a uh, hospital gowns that are missing something from their face, and then wow. there are people that have something added to their face <clears throat> from those people. So they the whole vanity ball idea is that if I don't like my eyes, I can go to this doctor and they'll find somebody and take their eyes or their nose and give it to me. So if you get into that story, it's really creepy. It's like that Twilight Zone episode where the lady goes to get plastic surgery and they do the big reveal at the end. But in the middle, what was so creepy about that one, and and I'm not trying to say anything about any group of people, but what was so creepy is this runway in the middle. There's this guy at the top, very flamboyant, almost Hunger Mm Games-ish kind of character, and he's narrating a fashion show. And the people who are walking around that have had noses added and eyes added and a different chin and all of this are walking the runway and he's talking about what they're showing off. And it just kind of, I don't know, it's like they're showing off what they took from people and stuff. So if you put yourself in that, it's actually a really cool scare zone. Now, is anything going to like jump out at you and scare you or anything like that? Is it ghoulish or devilish? No. But story-wise, it's actually pretty cool when you actually let yourself. I walked through it probably three times just kind of absorbing it. Right. And it was really neat. So, And that's part of what I like about this, quote-unquote, new Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. It's not family-friendly. But what I don't like about haunted houses is the gore, the ghoulish, exactly. the, the satanic. I don't want yep. a spiritual warfare. Yep. Because yep. that that's real. Yeah. They're, they're, don't mess with that stuff. Yeah. What I, I mean, Ghostbusters, come on. Stranger Things, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Universal Monsters, come on. Yeah. You, you know, none of this stuff is real. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Graveyard Games is the closest that you can possibly get. Yeah. But what I've heard, what I've seen, is there's a storyline. And it's, it's truly, they've thought this through. Like, it's almost a, a Haunted Mansion style mm-hmm. yeah. thing. I mean, That's what I thought when I first saw the synopsis, yeah. Right, and then, then I've read through the house. I mean, it, it's kind of be nice to your elders. Don't don't go F up things that you shouldn't be mm-hmm. effing up type stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there's not a, a spiritual warfare house. Maybe House of a Thousand Corpses. Maybe, but that's, Rob, but that's Zombie. Rob Zombie. And I think you see a little bit of that in their scare zone, too, is it's very, when you talk about it not being family-friendly, mm-hmm. there are dancers in leather and a big thing light, that lights up that says 666, and there's those yeah. little pentagrams. And I mean, you know, there's a little bit of it in there. I think for me, though, I'm hearing a lot of people say they really didn't like that scare zone, and even you were kind of meh 
about it. I think the thing about walking in there is it's so freaking loud. Right. When you walk through there with the music, and it's unlike anything that you or I will listen to or put ourselves into in our daily lives, right? Mm, well, I mean, but I'm talking about the, I'm talking about like the lifestyle and right, the like, right. you know. Right. And it's just like the pyrotechnics and all of that. I think it feels like a rock concert walking through there. Yeah. You know, and so that's why, again, not anything if you're if you're a Halloween Horror Nights aficionado of all of We're the not. things they've ever done in the past. If you just let yourself enjoy it, it's actually a pretty cool area. I think the funniest thing, and in the in the footage I got that I want to make a YouTube video out of for our channel, the, there's this stage and it has the 666 thing flashing behind it. There's an electric chair and a lady who's dressed like a cop but right. in like a skimpy cop kind of way, right? And she eventually throws the switch. There's a 11 or 12 year old kid standing next to the stage while she's doing all of that. And he's just like, he has this look on his face like, what is all of this? <laughs> you know? well, so it's off, definitely- Who brings an 11 or 12 year old? I know, right? Not not but, just to Horror Nights, but your opening night of But to opening night. And then you're gonna walk through a Ram Zombie skin. I mean, you, you're opening his eyes to this kind of stuff, you know? Right. Like. But it was just fascinating that people had that. Young kids. I saw probably kids Aiden's age or younger. Not That's a lot, but dumb. a few. A few. That's dumb. But I don't want to beat the scare zones to death. I think the only one that I would say is the Vikings Undead probably leaves a little bit to be desired, but that's always the smallest area. Right. The characters are pretty interactive. I think they're the stuff they're wearing is too bulky, kind of like killer clowns. For them to do any meaningful interaction, they're just kind of lumbering around a little bit. But um, Zombie Land. was that one last year? That one was um, uh, Cary, Ohio, and they had all the pumpkins in the trees. Yeah, and it was stupid. And the dudes on stilts. Yeah, it was, it was the same thing. It wasn't anything where they were jumping out at you, but it was like the pumpkins had flesh, and they were rotting and stuff. Yeah, a couple so, of years ago, that was like the Banshees, and yeah. they came out at yeah. you, and that, yeah. I mean, it was dark. It was the yeah, scary exactly. one. Exactly. And, but, but I'll say the only one that we haven't talked, I think, in any detail, Zombieland, right? Mm-hmm. That one felt like Vamp 85 to me. And that's where because it was in Vamp 85. It's the area, same right? one. You have zombies walking around and people walking around who are trying to run away or defeat the zombies. And every now and then they interact with each other and they do other stuff. It felt a lot like Vamp 85. There just wasn't like the rock concert stage and all of that. It's a little bit different window dressing. But right. But I think, again, if it's all about what you're going to let yourself get into. And if you let yourself just get into the story and accept the story and put yourself like, what if this was really happening around me? Then, yeah, it gets a little creepy, you know. Yeah. But just walking through it, if you're walking through it on your way to go ride Mummy or the next haunted house, yeah, you're probably not going to get anything out of it. Yeah, but. and that's, I think last year you and I didn't really know how to do Horror Nights. No. Because we did it, we were going from house to house to house to house to mm -hmm. house. We didn't really take it all in. Yep. And I think this year, splitting it up in two nights, I think doing the trip like I did it last year, I did the, the Logan and Bart special. Yeah. I was down there for one <laughs> night and I, I flew back the next day. Yeah. I'm glad I'm taking my time this time because you have to, unless you have Express Pass, you have to do it in two nights. Well, me and Blair went, it depends on, it depends on time of year. I mean, in October, that's definitely the case. But I think there, if you can do stay and scream and get probably this time around, if you can get Stranger Things out of the way up front and wait for Ghostbusters, mm -mm. Um, mm -mm. then you, you, you're going to be okay. But Stranger Things had a two-hour wait like the entire night. And Ghostbusters was down to 30 minutes. Flip so, it. I'm just telling you. Mm -mm. Because well, the thing we've got to remember, too, is when we go the first night with Blair, we're going to have to hit everything the first night. Now, you can, you can go do something else. But... 
you know, unless she opts out of a house, we're going to have to hit it that hey, first Adam? night. So, Adam. Yeah. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we dressing up as? What are we cosplaying? Oh, I'm so excited, dude. That's the best. We're, da- we're the dad Ghostbusters. Is, is, are we really going to do this? <laughs> yeah. We've bought all the stuff. We have to now. So we have, we'll send you guys, we'll, we'll make sure you guys see pictures. We have tan Columbia fishing shirts. Actually, I've got a Magellan. A Magellan, same thing. The PFG shirts that are almost the same color as the jumpsuit and we have custom name patches one says russell the other says adams and a ghostbuster patch to go on the arms we're gonna look like we're wearing the jumpsuit but we're going to be comfortable in the florida heat it is the perfect halloween costume what did you just realize we can't wear khaki shorts with that yes we can you have to because it's supposed to be a jumpsuit no i will not do that yes it has it's supposed to be a jumpsuit i've got gray shorts no you are we're doing it. Are we doing that Saturday night? Please say Saturday night. We're doing it Saturday night, yeah. Okay. Because Sunday, we, we're hoping to meet up with some other people. Oh, we're doing and, it Sunday, too. What are you talking no, about? No, no, no. Those we're patches not. were like 20, 30 bucks, man. No. We're doing it, was, it both nights. It was five each. <laughs> Don't lean away from the mic. Come on, speak was, up a little bit. Okay, it was five each. <laughs> I've, I've got a rep scare zone one night, and I'm going to wear my scare zone shirt one night. All right, then you're doing it Sunday, because when we go with Blair, we're wearing the shirts. Okay. I may wear it both nights, just FYI. See, I bought Ghostbusters shirts. Like, I bought a shirt where the okay. ghost glows. Mm-hmm. I bought that to wear into the Ghostbusters house. Like, I was going to do the Ghostbusters shirt one night. And you are. Scares, You're scares doing a Ghostbusters shirt one night. Remember? Oh! Remember that Vankman shirt I have that had slime or slime all on it? Mm-hmm. That you said I shouldn't known? Yeah. See, I could have just worn that one. No, this is much more fun, Dave. You have a personalized <laughs> Ghostbusters name patch. Fun. I think it's hilarious. It's it's cool. So uh, here's you're not a fun. fan of it. Here's oh, what's you're fun. not standing this, are you? You're not a stan of this idea. Days gone by, I wonder why. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what were you so here's say? what's funny. When I was six or seven, mm-hmm. I actually had a Ghostbusters jumpsuit. Wow, it wouldn't fit today. I had the blow up, you know, mm-hmm. plasma ray guns oh, yeah. and all that stuff. I used to have the proton pack. Proton my, pack my, my aunt finally found one, I believe, at a big B. Big B. <laughs> Pharmacy. Big B. <laughs> yeah, I had the proton pack and everything too, man. Now we can relive those glory days. You're going, I'm not going to wear khaki. You shorts. are wearing khaki. We'll talk this off. Off the air, Dave. But yeah, I've got that's the whole of, idea. They wear a, a tan shorts. They wear a tan jumpsuit Dude, from their shoulders to their shoes. We are not going to look like Steve Irwin. <laughs> You're not looking like Steve Irwin. You're looking like Ray Stance. No, Ray Stance wears pants. No. Yes, he does. They all wore a jumpsuit. Right. They wore a jumpsuit, not shorts. You can wear whatever shorts you want. I'm just telling you right now. I cannot believe that you're embarrassed by wearing khaki shorts with a tan shirt. No, you're obviously a little bit embarrassed or we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yet you want to sing Phantom of the Opera at the top of your lungs in the middle of a scary house. Ever, First off, Phantom is not scary. Even the Universal Monster Phantom is not scary. Okay. 
You still want to sing in the house, Dave? Yeah, I do. But you don't. Andrew, want, you won't wear khaki shorts. Okay. Looking stupid and acting stupid are two totally different <laughs> things. <laughs> So, oh, here's another good thing. I won't be mm-hmm. worried about the Bama game during the scare zones. And the no, you won't be. Because nope. it's a 12 kick. Yeah. 11 kick for us Eastern or Central folks. Yep. But I'll be worried about the, the Georgia-Auburn or the Georgia-Notre Dame game no, and the be. Auburn-Texas A&M game. No, you won't be. Sign up for ESPN notifications. No, I have to watch. Okay. Do what you Hold need up, to I do, man. I can't go in this house yet. Hold up. <laughs> No, that's what we can do. I tell you what, when we get to the when we get to the Universal Monsters house, you watch as much football as you want. We'll go ahead in, and then you catch up. No, to no, it. So no, you can no, sing no, no, no. To your heart's content. No, 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 sir, no, sir. You have to go through the house with me. Then you have to wear khaki shorts. So if I wear khaki shorts, I can sing as much as I want through the houses. Right behind. No, you no, player. no. Just fan of the opera. No, 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 sir, no, sir. If I wear khaki shorts... No, no, please wear navy shorts. <laughs> you sing in every house, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Not every house. I don't think I can sing in the Yeti house. I don't know of anything I can sing in the underwater house. Under the sea? Ooh. And the other one you could sing, I just haven't met you, Yeti. No. What is scratching in the background? Now it's not scratching. What, Dave? it was me sorry i didn't realize you could hear that yeah i could hear it it was on the mic (laughs) anyway so you haven't like you haven't given us your your overview of these houses i mean you you've kind of talked about that you've gone through them yeah so ghostbusters you have to see the movie to get for for most people who are going with the age group that was there that night yes Mm mm-hmm they would need to. I think for people like us, we're, we'll totally understand it. I mean, we've right. seen it enough times where you'll follow it. Oh, I, can I don't know that Blair's... I, I would probably have Blair watch it. I want to show it to Aiden anyway. So I'll have it, probably have Blair watch it because um, I think she'll get a lot more. don't well, know that she's seen it a lot. be okay with the library ghost? Oh, yeah. He's fine. Okay. He's fine. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, Ghostbusters, I think that one, it's nostalgic. It's great just because of what it is. I mean, you're, if anybody walks out of that saying they don't like it, then they're being a Last Jedi fanboy. Um, I would say for Yeti, Terror of the Yukon, it's like I said, on that one, it was not cold in there because I know that was one of your questions. I wanted but it they, to be cold. They obviously had the air conditioning turned down a good bit. So maybe later in the night when the sun goes down, when the sun I don't know. goes down. <laughs> There'll be yetis. We'll be grooving so, when the sun goes down. We'll be feeling all right. <laughs> so that one, um, when the sun I think the best thing about I'm just going to keep going. I think that it's like I said, it's it was a lot of yeti, 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 you know? But the, the human parts of that one were what I think got me the most to, to jump scare a couple of times. Because you're really? not expecting a lot of the humans to do something. Mm-hmm. But the way that they built the house and the thing, ways they can interact with it and the things they do, they, they get you pretty good. Um, so that was a good one. I, well, I you just didn't like, jump scare any time you, you and I went. I, oh, I did. Not when you yeah. and I were there. Oh, yeah, I did. You were just too busy trying to point out everything to notice. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I did. But uh, but then that one that one I think was good. I, overall, I, I I think folks will enjoy it. And then I think Nightingale Blood Pit. So like I said on that one, it wasn't as much um, the human interaction or anything like that. There was a little bit of that, but it was just the angles, I think, lent, lent itself a lot more. It was kind of like on um, Poltergeist last year when you went down that tunnel and you there were those folds yourself. of fabrics yeah. and you couldn't tell what was a fold and what was where someone was going to jump out so you couldn't predict. Nightingale's was a little bit like that. Okay. You couldn't make that make that easy prediction, so you get a little more lost in it. Um, but it was good. It's like I said, okay. I called Blair as soon as we left, and I said, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. She goes, I'm really going to be really scared, aren't I? I, I said, yes, and I love it. <laughs> so. Judging by what I've seen, yeah, I think her and you are both going to pee your pants. Good. In a couple that you haven't seen yet. Good. That's just what I like I'm going to say. I like okay. it. I like it. I think the other, the other cool thing, um, one thing that I felt like was a little bit lacking last year was that main strip of food stands that they have right outside of Jimmy Fallon. Right. It was like they just had burgers and stuff like that, but they set it well, up kind of like the, the Stranger Things waffles. No, they did, but it was, there wasn't like food food. Like you could get a burger or you could eat waffles, and it was like right. that was really it, right? But I think uh, this year they set it up almost like Starcourt Mall's food court of, of sorts, hmm. and they had Chinese and Mexican. I got the nachos, and they were pretty good. Um, but they do still have the donuts, which were my favorite thing last year. Is there hot the one instead of where where it's got the the blood? They they had red icing on them last year. This year it's green like Slimer. So a little more palatable this year. Yeah, good. <laughs> hey, by but the they're way, hot and oh my gosh, they were so good. Anyway, yes. Amanda's in our bedroom. I can She's hear above. the footsteps. Can you really? I can hear the footsteps. That's Did she crazy. text you? No, I just know that she's up there. I can tell. I can hear the footsteps, like you said. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> not only are we going to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. So, I won the poll. <clears throat> you did win the poll. And I have and, to say, no, keep going, because I'll make my point in a second. Okay. I won the poll, and uh, we're going to Disney. I have to say, based on recent developments, even if you hadn't won the poll, Dave, we would be going to Disney. <laughs> I, have to, I have to be honest with you. Although, I'm a little disappointed. Why? I've checked three days in a row. Yeah. There are no Olga Cantina reservations at all. No, there's not. That means that that place is going to be packed. Yeah, I don't know about packed. We'll see about that. But can you get into Olga's without a reservation? Oh, Ogas will be packed, yes. Okay. Yes, Ogas will be packed. I don't know if the land will be overall, because we'll be going on a Monday, which helps. I've already... My wife has already told me I'm not allowed to buy a droid or make a droid. Really? I'm, I'm not allowed to go into Savi's and make a lightsaber. Oh, Dave. I know. Dang it. She says, I have to wait until we go in November. I'm not too excited about that. <laughs> because yeah. also she wants me to make a BB unit and not an R2 unit a BB unit really? Mm-hmm. Mm. I want well, an R2 I know yeah. and I also want a, a red lightsaber why does, why does she want you to make a BB and not an R2? because she likes BB units better She is she a big Star Wars fan? no uh, uh, there you go but my daughter is Oh, and your daughter likes BB more than R2? My daughter likes BB. See, there you go. Okay, that's getting to the crux of the issue. There you go. Yes. Yeah. 
I notice Speaking how you're of, talking quieter now that your wife is directly yes, upstairs. <laughs> I am. Speaking of crux, yeah, this is totally not on topic. That's that's what we do. But we've heard a new Horcrux news topic, maybe the last couple of days. Ooh, yeah, the, not a premium segue, but I get where you're going. Go, yeah, see, see, see. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> New Harry Potter movie? They're making The Cursed Child? Yeah. Are you excited? I am very excited about it, yes. So you've read... It's not a book, but you, you've read the I've synopsis read the of the... i yeah. Yeah, I have, to, I have as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know how excited I am about it because I, I, I think... You're going to laugh at me. I think they've George lucas it up. <laughs> I think they've, they've kind of gone away that most Harry Potter fans won't like and don't like I wonder if this will be J.K. Rowling's you know prequel This yeah. will this be J.K. Rowling's falling out with fans I think a lot of people felt that way a little bit about Fantastic Beasts that it wasn't as good as it could have been but that's the thing the first you're right you're right the first one was horrible I'm not going to say horrible I enjoyed the first one the first one was Cumbersome. Okay, I can I can understand that. The second one was amazing. Yeah, but I will say this: Dumbledore aged a hell of a lot <laughs> in ten years. Well, and and what changed where he went from wearing a smart gray three piece suit to like these robes and a huge hat in ten years? Right, <laughs> I mean, you know, wow. But hey, so right does does Gr- does Grindelwald just destroy him that much? In the next That's why he aged so much. And what do you want to bet? In the next couple of Fantastic Beasts, he hits him with some kind of Expecto Patronum, and it makes him age 50 years. That would be great if they, they do They close the plot hole, yeah. I, I mean, that might be J.K. Rowling's Rogue One. <laughs> I, love but, how <clears throat> I love how we're comparing that. That's fantastic. But, but who's, I, who's to say, though, that they won't adapt a little bit of Cursed Child? Because it actually was a pretty smart thing to do. Because not only did you release a story... And you release it in London, on the stage, and it sells out almost as much as Hamilton does around the world in the three locations where they have it. But you get feedback before you've released a movie. So you're saying Game of Thrones Season 8? Without the Starbucks cup. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying that possibly she, she has an opportunity to shore up some of the points of the story. See, I think that just the entire storyline of Cursed Child is un Harry Potter like really yeah because Harry Potter was always to me the underdog story and I think Cursed Child is more so Harry Potter the whole eight movies seven books is Alabama in the 50s mm-hmm. we know we can get there we're Alabama mama called yada 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 the Cursed Child is Alabama now. Spoiled. It's ours, dadgummit. You know, Tua's not doing something right. Let's let's bench him, let Mac Jones. Just trying to find something to nitpick. I think The Cursed Child is just a little... I don't know. Almost too scripted for lack Mm. of a better term. 
I mean, if you're just watching or reading all the Harry Potter movies or books for the first time, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, if you're not like me and read spoilers and synopses. Yeah, but with Cursed Child, spoiler alert! If you haven't read it, if you haven't seen anything, spoiler alert. His son joins Slytherin. You know he's going to go rogue. You know Harry's going to save him. You know they're going to make up. You know everything's going to be okay at the end. So it's almost too tongue-in-cheek. There's no real angst throughout the movie or throughout the storyline. I think there is, though. Why? I think I think you you sat there and you had seven movies that while the actors aged where it wasn't believable that they were eight children movies. anymore, right? It was eight, yeah, seven books, eight movies. Mm-hmm. It was all about children who used the tools available at their disposal to make everything okay. Right. And Albus has to learn in the story that just because that was daddy's legacy, you go back in time and all of a sudden things unravel. Right, it's the Biff Tanner scenario from Back to the Future too. Right, right. It's been I done mean, before. Every time they try, but I'm saying every time they tried to do something to change what they were trying to change, it ended up in a lot of cases making things worse or changing things in a different way. And sometimes life is just acceptable the way it is. And for okay. for 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 Harry Potter's son to be as angst filled as he was, and then go off on an adventure of his own to figure out sometimes. There's nothing you can do. That was a message that was never shared in the Harry Potter novels. In the Harry so Potter you know novels, just did? everything always worked. Of, of course, Phoenix Tears have healing powers. You know, I mean, it was, everything always worked out then, too. This, the message of this one is sometimes even magic can't make things turn out all right. You know what they just did? What did they They do? made Vince Dooley and Derek Dooley. <laughs> just minus the orange pants. Right. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Lane Kiffin and Monty Kiffin. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it, yeah, you because see it I, all because the Because I think that, that at the end, he's named Dale after... Dale Earnhardt and D- Jr. and Dale Earnhardt Sr. Well, that one's probably the best and most accurate one. But at the end of the story, you know, he's named after Albus Dumbledore and Severus Snape. Right. And one of the things Harry shares with him is that you don't have to live up to the accomplishments that those men had to be great. But also... You don't have to live up to the accomplishments that I had as your father, too. Because you're sitting here using the time turner and all this crazy stuff to try to change things. And you don't have to do that to be successful. And I think that's a message that if they can pull it off the right way on the screen, because it was hard to get a lot of it out of the screenplay, to be honest. Right. But if they can pull that message off on the screen, I think it could, re- I think it could um, be a resounding message for a lot of folks. I think so, if they pull it off There's the right hope way. in normalcy. And I think that's that? the, they they need to do that the right way, and I'm afraid yep. that J.K. Rowling won't do that the right way, because she's gotten very political in her. It's true. Backstories. You know, Dumbledore yeah. is a certain lifestyle. This person's a certain lifestyle. It, yeah. That's not how you wrote it 20 years ago, J.K. Well, I mean, there's there's backstory that adds color and adds meaning, and there's backstory that's just filling in holes for the sake of doing it. And I think that there has been some of the things. That's what um, she said. I think that there's been some of the things that that she's done that have just been, like when they tease a new book, and it's only like a short story, 
Right. There's a lot of those things like that that have kind of just drug things along to keep people interested. I think this could actually, as long as they don't make it a kid's movie, I think this may even be a Phantom Menace of sorts in that it offers the Harry Potter story to a generation that wasn't there at the midnight release of Deathly Hallows when the books were still coming out. Hey, Adam. Yes. What was your thoughts on Phantom Menace? Oh, it was horrible. So, <laughs> it, it, if you're Phantom Menace, this might be Phantom, Phantom Menace, Menace. No, because no, what I'm saying is Phantom Menace in itself is to Star Wars as the first Harry Potter movie is to Harry Potter. It's a kids movie and everything's kind of lighthearted. You don't ever actually see anything what really bad racing? happen. You want to go pod racing? No. And then he ends up winning. You want to talk about stories? Everything just turns out okay. Jar Jar Banks trips over this glowing ball and it takes out half the droid army. I mean, come on, right. man. It's a kids movie. But uh, what, the way I mean it, I think if Phantom Menace was written that way, and I agree with Ryan and the gang on this, is that Phantom Menace was written that way to bring a younger generation into Star Wars and make it palatable for them and make it brightly colored and shaped like a dinosaur so that they weren't scared of it, right? Right. And I think that could do it for this. But if they take basically the, the tone of Deathly Hollows and Half-Blood Prince and carry that over into Cursed Child, and it's too dark, then it wouldn't be done that way. But Cursed Child so, is a dark book. It is. It's a dark right. screenplay. So you can't yeah. do it that That's way. True. You can't do it this Phantom Menace style. That's true. So, Good point. So everything I just said, ignore the last three minutes. Moot point. Did I just <laughs> school you on Harry Potter? Not on Harry oh, Potter. You schooled me on one point yeah. overall. All right. All right. Well, Adam, we've been going for about an hour. In our typical fashion, we've gone too long. It's All fine, right. though. How are we going to get a hold of this show? 650-UAB-SHOW. Dial it on your phone, and you'll hear a brief message, then a beep. Leave us a voicemail about something you want to rant about, a question you've got, something that just grinds your gears, and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll play it on the show, and we'll talk about it and interact with us that way. Did you say talk about it? Talk, talk about it. But Dave, if they uh, if they want to interact with us on the socials, what do they do? We are on Twitter, not related bros. I'm at dadams419. He is at Runtide Run. On the Instagrams, we're all the same, except on Instagram, the show is unrelated at birth. And as always, if you've enjoyed this show, my name is the Golden Voice of the South, the Human Jukebox, Dave Adams. He is the phenomenal brother, Adam Russell. And we are unrelated at birth. Yes, we are. But if you haven't enjoyed the show, then I'm Dale Jr. And this is the Dale Jr. Download. We'll see y'all next week.